Hello everyone, this is Ike Patterson, pastor of Life Care at the Summit in Kernersville, North Carolina. And this is another one of our Life Care podcasts. And again, we have the opportunity to meet with uh, one of the best clinicians in our area. Heidi Berkner is a licensed professional counselor who also does clinical supervision with other uh, agencies. And Heidi's also a licensed uh, clinical addiction specialist. We refer to Heidi quite often with a lot of cases, and so thank you very much, Heidi, for spending time with us. Oh, thanks for having me, Ike. It's good to be back here. Jonathan, our lead pastor, Jonathan Robbins, is doing a series called uh, The Struggle, where he's talking about depression, anxiety, suicidal ideations, uh, self-harm that happens with a lot of people. We ask Heidi to come talk about depression. And so as a mental health clinician, can you explain exactly what depression is? Because everybody Mm -hmm. thinks that they're depressed and that may not be so. So can you tell us what you see as depression? Sure, depression is different than um, having a, a day that you feel blue. Um, depression is um, can be serious if it goes untreated. Depression is longer lasting and it may be a low mood. Um, it has impact on a person's life. So they may not be functioning well in work or at home. Um, it really feels like uh, a physiological depression in that there's like a heaviness or an inertia. Maybe hard for them to get up, to function, to engage with others. Mm-hmm. Um, and it lasts pretty much all day, every day. Our criteria is two weeks or more. So it's normal in life to have a bad day every now and then and not feel great and that's um that is okay but if it's ongoing Mm -hmm. to the point where a person's not able to function well that's where we're looking at depression okay okay so we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the signs and some Mm -hmm. of the aspects of depression but can you give us an idea of how many people struggle with this Oh, it is such a huge problem. In uh, worldwide, the latest statistics I saw from the World Health Organization is 264 million people worldwide. Wow. Um, depression is the number one cause of disability um, where people aren't able to function well in the workplace. Yeah. Um, so it's a huge problem. It's estimated that 15% of adults will experience an episode of depression in their lifetime. Um, and it's a, it's a problem we see more, um, almost twice as many women as men affected, but it is an equal opportunity illness. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter even age. Um, it doesn't matter uh, socioeconomic background, mm-hmm. race, ethnicity, any of that. Um, it's it's um, something that, that can affect all people. Mm-hmm. In some of the material that you sent me, mm-hmm. uh, I saw where they listed it as number two behind heart disease as affecting uh, Americans. So mm-hmm. that's, that's prevalent. Right, yeah. right. And it's real. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be, um, people can still feel a stigma about mm-hmm. that, but depression is a real uh, physiological and psychological illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's different than a reaction to mm-hmm. something that may be temporary mm-hmm. because life has stressors and we're going to have feelings about that. But depression, clinical depression is an illness that if left untreated could lead to suicide. Okay. So 
just just like you said earlier, we all many people encounter periods, dark periods in their life where they go through mm -hmm. stressors, or they may have grief reactions or stress reactions to life adjustment issues that they're having. So, how would you identify depression that needs treatment versus I'm just going through a tough time because of the bankruptcy that I've encountered right. or because of the death that's been a part of my life. What is, it, it, what, how can we identify what kind of treatment is needed for this? Great question. So there are three different types of depression, okay. um, mild, moderate, and severe. So mild depression is more of a circumstantial, a situational depression. That's more of what most people experience. Mm -hmm. Um, in life, a reaction to a stressor. And that may last for a bit, but it's normal and, and actually important to experience those feelings and, and work through those. Um, those mild depression does not typically have impact on a person's life or their functioning. So when we get into moderate level depression, that may bring a feeling of hopelessness and helplessness. Mm. Um, a person may notice change in appetite, maybe increase or decreased, uh, sleep increased or decreased. Um, Hygiene issues and mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, they may not, not care or have the energy mm -hmm. so much, so you may see a change. Mm -hmm. um, also, a person may lose interest in things they enjoy, and that's a, a, a huge sign. They just Pleasurable mm -hmm. exercises or events that they enjoy doing, they just don't do that anymore. Right. Things just feel blah, but it's more than a typical yeah, <laughs> blah. It's right. it's just they really feel numb. Okay. Um, they don't feel um, pleasure in those things. Um, there's also withdrawal that may happen. They may withdraw from interactions with others. Isolated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so those are um, areas. Also, just physically, they may just feel just it's hard to move. It literally can be just hard and take a lot of energy and effort to get up mm. um, and certainly to get to work. Concentration can be affected mm. and that affects the workplace. Um, absences can be a big problem, mm. uh, but also um, ability to think quickly. Thoughts can become what we call distorted, so they may not be thinking clearly or they may have a, um, maybe misperceptions. Mm. Um, and, and so that's a huge part of depression as well is that maybe focusing on um, Maybe a faulty thought mm -hmm. that, that maybe people don't understand them or that um, all or nothing thinking, mm -hmm. that the worst, worst things are going to happen. Um, and just those, those kinds of thoughts build on themselves, too. Okay. So it begins, if, if we're saying that it's mild, mm -hmm. then you could have some of these symptoms. Mm -hmm. But the more severity, the, like we're, you're, you've been describing this as moderate depression, Right. the more constant and consistent these symptoms are seen, right? Right. Okay. So we're talking of, to, to classify it as a clinical depression, we're talking two weeks Okay. Um, to for an episode. Of That's one of the depression. markers mm -hmm. that you're looking at as a clinician is mm -hmm. how long have you been having these episodes. Correct. Yeah, okay. And sometimes people will have what we call recurrent episodes. So they may yeah. have a, a period of time where they've gone through these kinds of feelings and then it may lift or maybe they've gotten treatment through that. And then there may be life stressors that bring it on. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there are. Um, and if it still is left untreated, it's, it's like when our brains, uh, what 
uh, fires together, wires together. So the longer it's left untreated, the harder it is to get back into balance. And this is one of the things that people really struggle with is trying to identify when do I get help? And we'll Mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about that in a second. But Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the things that I think is important is people don't have to sit and suffer. You can start reaching out when you start seeing consistent patterns Mm-hmm. over on a daily basis or over a period of time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that would be certainly the number one thing I would want people to know. Yeah. They're not alone. Yeah. And also there is help. It is treatable. Yeah. Depression is treatable. Um, if it is clinical depression, um, it may be a combination to reach out to your doctor um, and also counseling to mm-hmm. look at those thought patterns, mm-hmm. um, to find ways to cope mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Um, often it's a combination of both of those things. Sometimes depression doesn't have an identifiable stressor. That would lend itself more to a biological or genetic factor or hormonal. All of those Chemical go into it. Mm-hmm. In the brain. And so sometimes a person may experience depression and they really then they feel guilt about it because yes. they look at their life and go, well, everything's great in my life. Yeah. Why am I feeling this way? And then there comes guilt um, and shame. Yes. And it, that's um, a biological issue. You know, if somebody was suffering from diabetes and they were told that they needed to take insulin mm-hmm. and modify diet or however their, yeah. their medical needs were to balance their blood sugar, we'd see that as a medical issue and that treatment is available mm-hmm. um, when it comes to depletion of chemicals in the body. Right, right. It's just the same thing as depression. It really is. It is a medical issue, mm-hmm. and there can be a, a, a imbalance in the neurotransmitters in the brain, and sometimes that may need medicine. Okay, you talked about mild, mm-hmm. moderate, and now can you tell us a little bit about severe? Mm-hmm. What what's the difference between those three? Right. So severe is crossing into uh, uh, dysfunction in a person's Mm -hmm. life. They really may be isolating. Mm -hmm. Um, Often when people are experiencing depression, they don't want they don't want others to to um, worry about them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're pulling away because they just don't want to burden others or they don't feel like interacting. Mm -hmm. Um, So you may see a person. Uh, Maybe a mom with children at home is not able to play with them and engage with them. Mm -hmm. Not because of lack of desire to, but the feeling, um, depressed feeling so so bad and their energy is so drained, they're not able to to engage. Mm -hmm. Um, You may see a person really on the verge of, of losing a job. Or maybe they have lost a job because they're they're absent or they're not able to function mm-hmm. um, sharply or, or well mm-hmm. on their job. Um, relationships um, can suffer, whether it be friendships um, or romantic relationships. They may not be able to engage. Because of that isolating mm-hmm. behavior, mm-hmm. they're not as invested in relationships. Yeah. Yeah, there was a scenario um, when I used to teach about um, depression with uh, uh, that level of severity where it was a um, guided imagery exercise Mm -hmm. that we did with folks Mm -hmm. and for severe depression we had them imagine being in a just a barren room with nothing 
in the room um, and a person there with a telephone and just really no interest in eating, no interest in engaging, um, really wanting connection Mm -hmm. with others, Mm -hmm. but feeling like people didn't care and just really, um, really immobilized. And severe depression Mm -hmm. can, it can, it can seem immobilizing. um, Mm -hmm. And it can also get to a point of suicidal Mm -hmm. um, thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it is a very serious issue. Okay, so now with all of this, um, and and it's it's heavy because it Mm -hmm. is serious, a serious illness. Can you help our listeners know when they need to get professional help for depression? Yes. So if you are suffering or a loved one is you're seeing that they are not engaging, they've had a change in maybe their their sleep, their appetite, um, their interactions, they're losing interest or you are losing interest in things that you enjoy doing. Um, And you're seeing that pattern last, um, not just here and now, Mm -hmm. but you're seeing it all day, every day, um, for at least two weeks. Um, Go ahead and reach out for help. Mm-hmm. Do not let that just linger because it does um, get more and more ingrained. Mm-hmm. If you think about the brain having pathways and roads, you're going down a road here. And the longer it goes down that road, the harder it is to turn and take a different mm-hmm. path. Mm-hmm. So um, it it is needless to suffer and feel like this is yes. just going to get better and you should just handle it on your own. Um, willpower has nothing to do with this. That's right. If, a, if we could will ourselves out of these feelings, there would not be <laughs> this level of, of depression worldwide. Right. So it is not a willpower issue. It is not a weakness right. to reach out for help. Yeah. And help, um, it, it's there. It's there. We do know how to treat yes. depression. Yes. So along with this podcast and the sermon series called The Struggle, we are going to give out a resource list mm-hmm. of resources in this community. Um, and in addition, there is uh, national resources. Mm-hmm. If your loved one uh, is struggling with depression or serious mental illness, mm-hmm. um, there's a great resource for you called the National Alliance of Mentally Ill for you to just attend mm-hmm. um, a participant's group in your area. Uh, and you can look this up at NAMI.com, uh, mm-hmm. I believe is what it is. It's the National Alliance of Mentally mm-hmm. Ill. Mm-hmm. In your area, whether you're listening across the country or wherever, there's resource for consumers, is what they call the people who are struggling with mental illness or depression, and for families. So I'm, my, I'm pitching this because my hope is that if you want more information, they can. that's certainly an area that can help. And then the, the uh, mental illness or mental health centers in each community can also help you with mm-hmm. resources. Um, since you're listening to our podcast, you can contact us here at the summitchurch.net or, or call us here and we can tell you about resources mm-hmm. like Heidi in this area uh, that we refer to for help if you're looking for professional assistance. So... That there is help for people and it can be treated. Um, right. 
the, the, the isolating behavior and the resisting behavior uh, we have to face when we get into treatment, uh, where we are not, where we're willing to cooperate to be able to get a better perspective on our life. And so I'm encouraging everybody to think about that as they go into treatment. So if a listener is recognizing their own signs of depression by listening to this podcast, what would you recommend for them? There are some things they can certainly try. Um, if it's more in that moderate, uh-huh. mild to moderate area, I definitely would recommend look at your daily routines. Mm-hmm. There might be some things that you could adjust. Um, if you're not sleeping well, look at your what we call sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. See what what you might be able to do around that. Maybe it's creating a consistent bedtime or calming activities like reading rather than screen time before bed. Mm-hmm. Um, check um, also caffeine levels, things like that. What are you mm-hmm. eating and drinking? Um, also, you can look at is there any exercise in your routine? Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of research. Um, and a lot of common sense that goes into the benefits of walking. I heard a great podcast recently just about that, um, walking, and how um, that energizes. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly exercise regularly. If a person's not getting that cardio, um, that's a great stress reliever, and that can increase energy, and that can affect serotonin levels in the brain. Mm -hmm. So there are things people can do to try. Um, Also, interact with others. You may not feel like it, but usually folks will report they're glad they did. Yes. So community is really important. Get involved um, in, in maybe it's a small group. Maybe um, there are interest um, groups that you have with, with hobbies that you have. Engaging in those things. Mm-hmm. But do um, reach out to others. And, and this is where I would say fight that urge to isolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't tend to help it get better. Mm-hmm. Um, so engage with other people and allow people to be there for you. Mm-hmm. I'd also say um, certainly look at prayer. And if you're not feeling the energy or feeling disconnected at this point in your life with that, invite others to pray for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some things that people can do um, just on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing those things, it's not changing, you're feeling like you're stuck and you can't get unstuck from that, then definitely you may want to talk to your doctor. Um, if you have a primary care physician or a doctor that you trust, um, you may want to start there. They also may have some referrals that they can give you. Mm-hmm. And you could certainly look at the resources, um, Ike, that you shared mm-hmm. um, and in your community for counseling as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I have one last question. because. The tendency, as you've already described, Heidi, is when we struggle with this, we think we are defective Mm -hmm. or weak um, for not being able to redirect or not being able to get back into our lifestyle uh, to shake off depression. Mm -hmm. What would you say to folks who are in that pattern of wanting to isolate and feeling and doing some blame and doing some shame thinking? Mm How do we come out of that? That is a great question, and it's so prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, really, as you've heard some of the, the statistics we've shared today, you are not alone. Um, this is a very common issue. Mm. Um, and so knowing you're not alone, it is not about any kind of defect. 
yes. in a person. Um, we're human and we struggle. And this is one of the struggles that we it's can have. Being human. Yeah. You know, we do find sometimes there are strong genetic links. Sometimes mm. it's nothing that anybody chose. It's mm -hmm. nobody's fault. You just got the luck of the draw. Mm. And I think sometimes we need to lift that stigma to recognize. Sometimes mm. it's just look at how complicated our bodies are. Mm -hmm. um, and things can be out of balance. And there may be things we can do to, to help some, but if that is not working, um, then actually looking for help and realizing that that's not a weakness. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, um, I know it, it's hard when, as a clinician, when I see someone suffering needlessly. And you know, depression affects all ages. Yes. 60% um, of children that may have depression are untreated. Um, that's a huge number. Mm -hmm. um, I read a statistic yesterday that said 20% of female adolescents have experienced an episode of depression. Mm. That's a huge number. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it may be hard to know, you know, is this, is this just normal teenage angst? <laughs> or is this, you know, is this a depressive illness? Mm. And, and so the same kind of signs to look mm -hmm. for that we've already talked about would be important to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. um, also, in children and adolescents, you may see more irritability. Mm. Um, adults will tend to withdraw a little more. Um, there may be more lashing out and irritability mm -hmm. with our, our young people. Um, but it, it does need to be paid attention to. Mm. Another, another important um, area is learning how to deal with feelings. You know, we don't like to, at least I think most people don't, don't like to deal with painful feelings. Mm. We want to block them. But um, I think that contributes to more internalized feelings, mm -hmm. and depression can be a result of that. We used to say depression was anger turned inward. Mm. And that may be some of the, the results of why do women experience it almost twice as much mm -hmm. as men, is that internalizing. Mm -hmm. um, and that tendency to just push it away. It doesn't just go away when we push it away. Um, but sometimes people can push away their feelings so much they don't even know what what they're about. They're numb. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing we can also do day to day is begin to be more in touch. All the feelings that we have, mm -hmm. painful or, or joyful feelings are all part of us. We were created with God all of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we right. need to learn how to experience them. Yeah. You know, there was a movie years ago called Inside Out. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh -huh. I think they did a great job. <laughs> with, you know, all those feelings have time at the controls. Yeah. And we need to let that happen. Find healthy ways to deal with that, not taking it out on others or ourselves. But it's important for us to learn to experience that we can survive even the painful feelings. Mm. And uh, But we can do that with support. We don't have to do that alone. That's right. Okay. So I want to thank you very much for being here with us and just providing an introduction so that we can begin a conversation we can begin looking at what we need to do to be able to help ourselves with this. If you are in the triad area of North Carolina, which is Winston-Salem, High Point, and Greensboro, Heidi is a clinician and does have resources on her website. Uh, mm -hmm. It's HeidiBerkner.com. And you can go there. She's got resources for you to be able to uh, look at some things in addition to depression, maybe some anxiety issues. Uh, so, Heidi, thank you so much for coming. And if they want to get in touch with you, they can through our church. 
uh, the summitchurch.net uh, here in North Carolina. Thank you very much. Thank you.